Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Welcome once again, everybody. It's Dr. Homebrew, live from the Hop Grenade downtown Concord, which apparently there's a, a, a an apocalypse party or some sort of like last-minute freak-out, and everyone should attend. Uh, the place is packed. Downtown Concord is insane with people right now. It's a party. It's a yeah. party. It's the farmer's market apocalypse out there. That's, I think, what it yes. is. The last chance for heirlooms. Everyone's I'm, getting bombed on bok choy and potatoes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Santana was playing there. I don't know. It must have been. There was, there, there was no parking. No, nothing. There was nothing going on. And uh, Anyway, here we are. We are once again together as Dr. Homebrew. We have a good show for you. Uh, such a good show that I don't even have any notes up. It's kind of one of those shows, man. I heard there's. I a, can do it all. There's a, a Russ. There's a Russ. We have Russ on 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 line one. We have Chris in studio, and uh, we have some good beer. But first, before we start off, let's thank our fine sponsor, Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn all about how to clean and sanitize your brewing equipment to make the best beer possible. Uh, you hear these stories? They're like the chupacabra. Or the uh, the Yeti, right? All these uh, intricate stories about how, no, you can just get away with cleaning and sanitizing at the same time. I never sanitize with a chupacabra. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work, right? They it makes just... a great scrubby, though. <laughs> that it does, that, that rough friend. little fur, yeah, you know, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it works. Uh, you just can't do it. So uh, for all of your cleaning and sanitizing needs, go to 5starchemicals.com. Learn all about them. Uh, ask for them at your local homebrew shop. If they don't have them, consider getting a new homebrew shop. You never know. Excuse me. Oh, I hear you can Chinese buy those beers, online man. now. Homebrew shops? Yeah. You probably can. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, what else? He, the problem is I don't have my notes is that uh, I don't know what to say right now. Uh, you'd think that I would I would be a better broadcaster than this, everybody. Should we just start ad-libbing? We should, well, yeah, that's <laughs> generally what we do. Um, we what are have, we going to make up? What do we have beers today? We have, uh, what we do have we have to drink? Scottish export. We have a Scottish export from Russ, I right. believe, 80, right? 80 yeah. shilling. 80 yeah. shilling, if 80 you're into shilling, money. Which I am. It I mean, costs who a lot isn't? more than 80 shilling now, probably. <laughs> or it's in euros or something. <laughs> I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know what a shilling... Sh- does a shilling even have value? It doesn't exist as a probably. monetary unit anymore, no. does it? Yeah, I don't know. What's the exchange rate on defunct currency? Some Scottish person is going to call in and set us straight because I have no freaking idea. <laughs> right, they're going to send the fat yeah. bastard over I'm to take sure. us out. I'm sure that's exactly what's going to happen. Some Scottish guy's like, "Look, I don't, I'm not into homebrewing at all, but uh, let me tell you something about my currency. Uh, <laughs> you guys are all, you guys are all kinds of jacked up. Yeah. Some guy in a kilt, and a golf cap, is going to walk in here and take us out. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, well, I think we should just jump right into the beer, right? You want to get Russ on the line? Get all, uh, he can climb on the line and figure it all out. Let's talk to Russ, yeah. All right, let's do that. New studio. I'm still trying to figure out where everything is. Don't touch that button. Russ. <laughs> I'm here, sir. All right. That worked. Awesome. Thanks for sticking with us. Should we pour some beer? Let's pour some beer. Let's pour some beer. Well, these guys are uh, pouring beers, man. Let's let's talk a little homebrewing. How long have you been homebrewing? Uh, about four years. 
uh, started out doing extract and then got into BN and switched over to all grain about six months in. I hadn't looked back. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Is this, uh, this is an all grain batch, I imagine then? Yep. All right. Um, and this is a yeah, Scottish the, 80 shilling? Scottish 80, yeah. Scottish 80. The, I originally brewed Jamil's just based off of Justin had it on a session and freaked out about it and it sounded so <laughs> good I had to try it. Yeah. I, I brewed that. I sent it to the Nationals. I got a gold with it. Oh, wow. So like, when, when was that? Good, uh, last year. Okay. Look at that. So then... Uh, you know, like any good home brewer, I wanted to screw it up, so I completely changed the recipe, and that's what you guys have. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want the gold medal recipe. I wouldn't want that. Thanks for not <laughs> right. Well, actually, you don't have to listen to JP on this point. <laughs> We'd be happy to get that. Uh, that's cool, man. Well, congrats on your medal. How did Thanks, you man. How did you change it up? What did you do? You just completely kind of deconstructed it, or what? Yeah, I just completely started screwing around with the malt pill and... It devolved from there. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, let's jump into this thing then. Right. Lee, why don't you kick us off on this? All right. Um, so Scottish Ale, I mean, what we're kind of looking for, this is a clean, malty beer, drying finish, maybe a few esters. Could have a little bit of smokiness. It's optional. Should be a fairly dry finish. Uh, very drinkable, malty beer. Shouldn't be really too sweet, but uh, definitely not in the finish. So this beer, ah, very nice. Um Aroma, you get dry-smelling malt, a little bit of roast, not much, a greeny base malt, a little bit of, I got kind of a red berry ester, no hops in the nose, a little bit of alcohol maybe, no diacyl DMS. Um, where am I here? And a possible bit of kettle caramelization. I wasn't sure on that. That all really works very well for the style. Um, pours, mostly a fine uh, light tan foam. Doesn't last too long. Um, it persists, uh, yeah, persists, but fades to light cover pretty quickly. It's brilliant, uh, sort of a medium red-amber color. It's very nice, very pretty beer. Malty palate in the flavor, light caramel, kettle caramel possible flavor. A um, little bit of roast uh, probably in there. So I'm not sure, but it had that little bit of sort of roasty note in it. Uh, medium berry, red berry, cherry kind of ester, not very strong. Little, Just a touch of some hop flavor, maybe a little bit herbal hops. Uh, supporting bitter levels, which is good. You don't want this to be this the hops to get in the way of beer like this. A little bit of an alcohol flavor. Balance more to the malt. A bit of a finish. Slightly sweet, at least at the start. Dries out a bit towards the end. Lingering malt flavor, some esters, a little bit of alcohol. Um, this pretty well to style. Uh, maybe could finish a little bit drier. Um, as it warmed up a bit, I remember uh, thinking maybe I was picking up just a touch, touch of some oxidation. I wasn't sure about that, but maybe a little bit of a nutty character in there. Mouthfeels, medium creaminess, medium body, slightly sticky on the lips. A little bit of uh, medium-low CO2, which is probably good for a British-style beer. British, Scottish, sorry, British Isles. Wow. Uh, yeah. You insulted an entire nation. Hey, we started. Why, why stop now? I'm sure even They're the, already on the way. I'm sure even the Welsh were upset about that. That's color. right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm seeing guys with blue painted faces out there already. Even the Welsh? Hooligans. Yeah, sure. Hooligans. Yeah. Anyways. Hey. Oh, what are we doing here? Um, the Welsh. Um, there is... Um, where am I? I've lost my spot. There is uh, no... No... Not astringent. Yeah, very to style. Um, in general, I thought it was a good beer. Uh, it's a good presentation of flavors and aroma. Be very much to style. Nicely malt-oriented, cleanly fermented, quite drinkable. Uh, malt and aroma flavor of the base malt is perhaps a little bit in the grainier coarse side. 
Um, not too bad, though. Perhaps a different variety of base malt or, uh, or a fresher base malt uh, grind would help, but um, that might be a matter of sort of what kind of malt character you're looking in here. The sweetness does dry out towards the end, but I thought it was maybe a little bit high in the beginning. Not too bad, but it could probably uh, benefit from being just a touch drier. So maybe a better yeast pitch or a slightly lower mash temp. One of those two could usually take some care on that. Um, didn't really. I, I thought at the end maybe I was picking up a bit of a smoky flavor that seemed like wood smoke as opposed to peat, which would be the classic thing, but I wasn't really sure. Um, it's optional anyways. Having a little bit of that there is nice, but it's, it's not needed. Um, a touch of age in there, a little bit of that nutty flavor. Actually, towards the end, I got what tasted kind of like a mushroom flavor. Uh, definitely is a sign that it's, it's showing a little bit of age. May have gotten some oxidation in there. So maybe just serve it a little fresher. Uh, yeast esters were nice. Perhaps a high first style, which might might go along with a stressed yeast if you think maybe if we think maybe it didn't quite finish fermenting out. But uh, not really sure. It wasn't really out of style, but it's, it seems a little unusual to pick up that much esters in a Scottish ale, although it wasn't bad at all. Um, in general, though, I thought it was pretty nice. I gave it a 34. It's not far from being an excellent beer, but um, it had just a couple issues that made me put it at uh, sort of that good level, the very good level. So, uh, Brian, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I, I agree with a lot of what Lee said there, and uh, really pleasant uh, malt-forward aroma. Uh, it had kind of a plum-like presentation in there, a little bit of a biscuity note, biscuity note underneath that, uh, you know, Pretty prominent malt, tiny hint of, of roast and 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 maybe the faintest whiff of some peatiness, but it's it's not really obvious. Uh, kind of a low earthy hop in there. Fruity esters are fairly low, uh, kind of neutral fruit, generic fruity esters. Just uh, just a clean uh, clean beer. No no diacetyl, no no DMS or any bad stuff in there. So uh, and the color is really nice. It's got this rich copper color. With a you know a low beige colored head that sticks around pretty well, um, and you know fine bubbles kind of now it's kind of ringing the glass, but it, it stuck around pretty well. Uh, in the flavor again, just the, the, a lot of the same as in the aroma, really rich malt. That plum like element sticks out in the flavor too. Um, the bitterness is low and in check as it should be. Seems to have a bit of kettle caramelization going on. I'd like to know if you did a nice long boil on this bad boy. Um, you know that's that's what you want to do. Sometimes you can even do a little pre-boil with a, the thickest part of the mash or whatever. You know, there's different tricks you can use. Uh, you know, has some some melanoidins going on in there. Hops and the flavor are kind of just low, perfumey, a little bit earthy. Kind of, it's very very malt balanced. It seemed to touch kind of acidic, but not in the sense of being sour. It was um, just a yeah, little. Yeah, there is the there is that note there. Yeah. What is that? Well, if the pH of the beer kind of drives down as you're as you're fermenting out, it naturally goes down as the yeasts are fermenting the the beer. So you know, some beers just get a little more acidic, and uh, but yeah, it's not like a bug got in there and made it go wild or anything. No, it's not um, soured like that. I mean, maybe just a little little more calcium in the water or some water treatment would help yeah. that. Uh, to me, it finishes semi sweet, and that's one of the things I would like to kind of dial back a little bit. Um, it had a little more fruitiness than I'd like in the flavor, although I didn't notice it as much in the aroma. But it was like in the flavor, it's got this big. Well, it's it's kind of that plum-like, which could be from the malt or could be from fermentation temperature. Um, 
could be that if you're playing with your recipe and put a little funky malt in there, like, a, right. you know, a little bit of special B goes a long way. <laughs> you know, if you're not going for a big raisiny or plum-like beer. Um, anyway, it's a medium, kind of medium body, medium low carbonation. It's somewhat creamy. Um, you know, not, not too obvious on the warmth. There could be a little bit in there, but it's, it's, um, it's also not as dry as, as expected. Kind of this, this beer... You want to have that little dry edge with the, along with the, the kind of um, roasted barley kind of cutting through at the very back edge. Um, you know, kind of like how a, an Irish red ale has that little little edge to it. These the Scottish, you know, this beers also have that kind of edge. Um, and, you know, sometimes the sweetness can just get in the way of that. So what I would say, you know, overall pleasant drinking beer, really tasty. Just to the style, you, it has most elements you want, but it's um, you could benefit from a little more dry finish. Keep your yeast happy a little longer. Let it ferment out a bit more. Use a more attenuative strain. You could also um, decrease the overall sweetness. You know by um, well, um, ferment, well fermenting out more. Um, you, you could lower use lower ale temps to reduce that fruitiness. Is what I was going to say. Um, maybe go low to mid sixties. You probably you maybe you were doing that. If, if if you weren't, I don't know. But yeah, it's um, could be like I said, fermentation thing, or it could be a malt thing there. But, uh, you know, if you're not using a little bit of roasted barley in there to help the balance, uh, you, you should either bump that up or, or pulling the sweetness out might might just bring it back out where it needs to be if it's already there. So, um, yeah, nice beer. I gave it a 35. Yeah, the, the Scottish well, ales, they like a cool ferment. Yeah. So, I mean, 60, low 60s easily, maybe even upper 50s. Would, it's probably where he did it. Fan it with your kilt, you know. Just <laughs> please don't. Please don't. Shower if, first. If you do, don't send it in. Yeah. <laughs> well, Russ, why don't you? Uh, if you have a recipe in front of you, why don't you talk uh, uh, talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. No, I, you guys are spot on because I I got a little too kitchen sink with this. Um, That'll happen. That's always yeah. the wrong way to go. It seems like sometimes I know. simple is best. <laughs> and and I knew it when I was doing it, but I thought, well, you know, if I keep it small percentages maybe it'll just give it a little, little complexity but i think it, it yeah. comes through that real sweetness so it's um it was 62 percent maris otter 13 percent uk pale and then here's where it goes off the chart uh four percent <laughs> abbey uh four percent pale munich two mm-hmm. percent crystal 20 two percent honey malt two percent pale chocolate and one percent brown yeah, that, the That'll honey, do it. Honey malt maybe giving it a little sweetness in there. Yeah, and I mean, if you'd want to go with that complexity, you could just dial the mash temperature down a notch and try and get rid of some of that, some of the extra sweetness that gets added with those. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, especially for a recipe for a Scottish ale, you know, it's probably good to be fairly fairly simplistic about the recipe. Yeah, I think that brown malt is uh, is kind of on the acidic side, right? Any roast malt malt's going to add some acidity. So like, I think like the the brown malt specifically, it's kind of a tart. Yeah, like a tart thing to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like that old style porter that was yeah. made with that and had yeah. that little sour edge, not sour, but acidic. but that tart. So maybe you know, that. I, Go ahead, Russ. Yeah, I get that. On I'm sorry, I think yeah, I get that on the finish also. So I didn't know. I mean, the pH. I didn't even. I don't. I didn't check it afterwards. But going in like mash was about five three, and then I think the kettle was five two. Mm-hmm. But I didn't check the finished beer, so I didn't. And what temperature did you ferment at? Uh, it was like 64, 65. Yeah. You go a little lower. Cal Ale. Oh, Cal Ale yeast. Oh. You didn't use a Scottish yeast, yeah. huh? 
Well, ah, yeah, ah. He really did blow that, this that thing up. The 1768. That's year. probably where's all those oh, red berry cherry. Yeah, where yeah. I, I, sometimes I get a strawberry ester out of that. Although I wouldn't think I would at that low a temperature. Hmm. But well, you never know. Yeah, there's, no, there's a beer like I mean, there's not a lot of anywhere for that to hide behind in this beer. It's pretty pretty straightforward stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Try it with a real Scottish yeast. Um, I've I've definitely seen some good results with that. But then, of course, you're the guy who won the gold ribbon at nationals, probably using the Calil yeast, right? Well, that's, yeah, that, but that's you know the strength of Jamil's recipes followed it to the T and uh, it delivered. Well, yeah. let's not uh, let's not discount fermentation, dude. Fermentation <laughs> yeah. with a beer like this, you're probably what eighty percent of your beer. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's 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 way, beer's way more fermentation than than recipe formulation. I think I don't know. Jamil will be the first person to say that too. So, uh, I mean, you know, while I'm sure he appreciates the uh, the compliment, you know, don't discredit. You did it. It's your yeah. beer. You did it. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. that can that can make shine or ruin a good recipe like right. a, a good or a botched fermentation. I mean, yeah. it, it makes all the difference. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. packaging and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And then, so. and then yeah. those other things. Yeah, but this is the one we're going to harp on right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say if, if you try this again, try right. using a Scottish yeast. I mean, I don't know if you're doing five or ten gallons. I haven't seen the recipe. If you're doing ten, maybe do one fermenter with the Scott the Scottish ale yeast and see how that comes out. I've done that a few times. It's got really nice results. It's, it's wonderful stuff. How cold did you say you can go with that? Um, I would check with the manu- with uh, whatever your vendor is says, but right. um, probably go down to sixty, maybe even a touch lower. You might want to okay. ramp up towards the end. You don't want to get too cold, or it'll it'll just drop out on you. But you know, stick right. to the low end of the scale that it says, and uh, it, sh- it should work. Yeah, why he well. says the seventeen twenty eight will ferment between fifty five to seventy five? It's pretty forgiving. Yeah, so, so oh, I'd wow. maybe upper fifties, something like that. You can start okay. start there and then ramp up a little bit at the end too. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. funny. You know, if, if if people are going to use the wrong yeast in something, it's always the American yeast. Why don't they? I mean, you could you could experiment with a yeast and make a American pale ale with a Scottish yeast or something. See how that comes out. That might I've never seen that. That might be fun. But actually, I brewed a Russian Imperial Stout with the Scottish yeast. It was just a recipe that a buddy of mine had. That was a great recipe, and it came out really nice. I enjoyed it. Beautiful. Had a little little smokiness in there, you know, with the uh, with the roasted malts in the in the imperial style. That was kind of cool. But yeah, yeah, the Scottish yeast can bring that that just whisper of smoke to this this beer style too. It helps okay. with that. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a nice beer, but I, I think you. It sounds like you kind of anticipated what we were going to say here. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we, no, we can tell you know. Right. Yeah, we we can tell you know what you're doing, like process wise. Yeah. So. It's you know it's just playing with the recipe at this point and the process a little bit, uh, yeah, dialing it in. Why? Well, yeah. Change the yeast and then I'm gonna. Uh... Why did you want to, uh, you know, mess around with that recipe in, in such detail? <laughs> That's a fantastic question. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have an answer it has for to it. Do it's just with the personality, doesn't it? You know, I think everyone at one point in their lives as a as a homebrewer just does that. They just go, well, you know what? I, I just want to see what happens. I don't know. Yeah. I, I want to yeah, add more. Yeah. Right. But different because maybe you're going to be the one who unlocks the key to using 50 yeah, specialty malts. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it was the last beer I did that on ever since then. Like, I just made a blonde this weekend. It was, you know, two malts. That's it. There you yeah. go. So Less is more sometimes. Uh, do you have any specific questions for the guys, Russ? No, no. I think uh, everything they said is great, so I'm going to try and rebrew it and okay. see what we can do. Cool. 
All right, man. Well, I appreciate you sending your beer in. Maybe you yeah, yeah, go back. I hope you enjoy that black IPA. That was especially for oh. you, sir. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, we have we have two cans at uh, that Russ sent in. Sweet, thanks. Uh, black yeah. IPA and a barley wine, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll check those out. Nice. After party. I'd yeah. say maybe just go back to your original recipe, and, and if you want to change something, change one one thing or something. You know, just yeah, I'll try listen. it out. Actually, I'll go back to his recipe because he has the Cal-Ale on it, but I'll try it with the uh, Scottish. Change these. It there you go. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Make, make it your own. Perfect. All right, Russ. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. Bye. Very much. All right. Bye. Man, that was a, that was a, that was a lot of recipe. Ooh, yeah, yeah that was a lot going of and going. A and lot yeah. of malt for a simple, simple beer. <laughs> Here the pages fold out. I like how he's like, and this is where it gets weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty got, yeah. got weird, dude. Did he even uh, say what hops he put in here? No, for I bitter, guess we never got there. Or IBUs? I think because yeah. we we put the brakes on his grain bill, and we're like, yeah. okay, look, okay. dude, Whoa, yeah. there's well, some weirdness it, going. It on. almost doesn't matter. They're they're not really perceptible. Yeah, so that's pretty much are, yeah. what you want here. So yeah. Yeah. part of this, but. It's a good beer. I mean, Lee and I actually privately judged this last night, uh, and I I finished the the pint. It was. I mean, I just you know. Oh I, yeah, I drank the rest of that Definitely. beer, and it was it was enjoyable to the last sip. So it's a good beer, good good recipe. Uh, well, for for not for a Scottish eighty as much, but just you know, it's like wow. It, it, it's a very nice beer. Just with the changes he made, he missed the style a bit, so he loses out right. some points for that. But yeah, drinkability. Yeah, right. this is killer. This is good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I thought so too, man. Uh, and again, thanks, Russ, for, for doing that. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get with Chris here, who has an oatmeal stout, which is my personal favorite style. And, is it really? Uh, yeah, I really do. I Not, love it. Yeah? You know, awesome. What do you think You it haven't was? tried this yet. I haven't tried it yet, no. Okay. I thought your favorite style was IPA. <laughs> Triple IPA. Yeah. Triple session IPA. Quadruple IPA. Yeah. Quadruple session black IPAs are, I think, my second favorite. Quadruple session Belgian black IPAs with some smoke malt, <laughs> mash hops. Why not, man? Some grasshoppers in the mash. God, that's where it's going. I just see it. I don't know. Whatever. There was a big ar- argument online on Jay Brooks's uh, Facebook page about the use of craft in marketing, and I'm like, it's just a marketing tool now. And some dude was trying to, no, it's not. All right. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Anyway. I, I know more than anybody else. It's all that That's the guy is putting is. gator tips in his IPA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll hang out with Chris and uh, try his uh, oatmeal stout. Back after this. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotation. Rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. 
More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up, you might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> hey, dude, I think there's some... <laughs> What's wrong? You don't look so good. There's, <coughs> there's something wrong with your beer. It's making everyone sick. <laughs> don't let your beer make your loved ones ill. Proper cleaning and sanitation is the key to avoiding puke. On your shoes. But I used an all-in-one. Cleaning and sanitizing cannot be done in a one-step process. No cleaner can sanitize, and no sanitizer can clean. The amazing chemists at Five Star Chemicals have your solution. Clean with BBW and sanitize with Star Sand. Fantastic! Your friends and loved ones will thank you. Five Star products are available at fine homebrew shops near you and online. Put your best beer forward with Five Star Chemicals. Your one stop for the cleanest two-step solution. All right, everyone, welcome back. It is Dr. Homebrew. We are joined with Chris here. Chris, let me uh, turn your mic on for you, dude. Hang on just a second. Uh, you're in like you're in Doc's seat right now, and so even Doc can't remember to turn his mic on. So you have no... One of those. There you go. And then Doc doesn't know how to turn a mic on? Doc doesn't know how to do a lot of things. I thought... All right, doctor. Chris, give it a shot. Is that working? There we go. There we go. I'm hey, here. Yeah. Doc's actually outside. He's, he's right there. Well, he, he'd be right, making he's fun sitting of him. here. Yeah. He still's yeah. not turning his yeah. mic on. Sorry, Doc. <laughs> yeah. 
Doc, Chris is taking over for you. Yeah, thank you. Get him in here. To You're fired. Chris is hired. Oh, oh now he knows my face. Yeah. <laughs> we need a mic tech in here. Get I can't hear you. There's no microphone. <laughs> sit in the chair. It's not nice to taunt. Kiss him. Kiss him real hard on the face. Please. That would be okay. Doc's real weird, everybody. Oh, I think he's coming in. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now we poked the bear. <laughs> Don't break my chair. <laughs> yes, sir. I'll break said, Doc's chair. Yeah, he, just, he got all strong on Chris. I'll, I'll, I will adjust it, though. <laughs> you should adjust it. It'll do, uh, it'll do Doc some good to adjust it. All right, Chris, what do you have for us? You have an oatmeal stout. Yes. Um, let's pour that, and then uh, how long have you been homebrewing? Um, since uh, about 2010, um, about four years now. Okay. So I brew with my son and my father, so it's kind of a three-generation oh, thing. Cool. Yeah, 80-year-old dad who started brewing in the 70s when it first became legal. Yeah. Stopped for a long time and joins us on most brew days. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. What does he, uh, what does he think about the hobby? Because I'm sure when he started, it was you have some sugar and some syrup, and then and there you go. a big garbage can. Yeah. yeah. A big garbage can. Oh, that's yeah. good. A can yeah. of John Bull malt extra. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what my dad used to do. I think he just likes the beer. Yeah. And, and hanging out all day. You know, whenever you can hang out with your father and your son. That's my son's cool. 29. I, I mean, you can't beat the day. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Yeah. My grandpa did some homebrewing. Uh, he was, I mean, he just died this year. He was 90 years old. He, he used to do some homebrewing back in the day. Yeah. And so when I started homebrewing, you know, in the early 2000s, he was like, oh, yeah. He gave me some old, like, first edition copy of, you know, the Charlie Papazian book or whatever. Cool. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he just collect, That's awesome. collected some stuff that he found. That yeah. The stories go around. Yeah. My dad homebrewed back before I was born. I think back like in the 50s and 60s, he was doing it. Where literally it was you, you'd find like grocery stores who carry cans of hopped malt extract <laughs> for for, yeah. for making malt beverages of unknown disposition. <laughs> do not add yeast. Do yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> do not add yeast to this. Do not dissolve in water. Do not carbonate after after it's done. Uh, my dad, if if my my grandfather, if we're going to share these multi generational stories, uh, which I'm sure everyone's fascinated with, uh, in the little village in Greece where we came from. Uh, he would he would be the one to go in and check on everybody's wine, and he would take the greeting uh, the the readings and if the readings were too low if the gravity was too low he would put raisins in it and let let it soak for uh, a certain amount of time just to get the sugar really yeah that's what my dad did to carbonate bottle, beer in bottles you know <laughs> he didn't add priming sugars he put yeah. a raisin or two in each bottle with <laughs> some yeast and adds enough sugar to make it carbonate wow, wow. the common link here yeah. right yeah and it's almost like you know having the worm in the bottom of the tequila bottle <laughs> you get to drink it at the end. Yeah, the dead uh, of a raisin soaks yeah. up all the alcohol in those raisins, huh? <laughs> that's a good story, though, Thanks man. I'm glad that you're able to hang on your family yeah. like that. Can't that's pretty it. cool. Yeah, Thank that's you. awesome. Uh, well, let's jump into this beer <clears throat> because, uh, as I mentioned before, it's my favorite style. Well, you want to start then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll start. It smells like beer. It's <laughs> it smells carbonated. No. No, it doesn't. You can't Shit. smell carbonation. I'm Davey. fucking dumb, dude. I don't For the thirty seventh yeah. time. Hmm. It smells. It smells like it's good. You go, Brian. You you step in for me. It has a nice. I like the the rich roasty malt up front and the aroma. It has a bit of a kind of a cold coffee impression in there. It's definitely coffee like as it should be. Um, it came out kind of cold, and some of these elements may may come out more as it warms up. Um, had a, had a hint of cocoa in there. Um, the aroma was, seemed a bit sharp to me, kind of like the the roast was a little sharp, but it also might be. It's kind of cold, but it's a very pleasant aroma. Um, kind of low floral hop in there. Esters are medium low, and uh, you know, no no diacetyl or, or DMS in it. Uh, just cleanly brewed. Uh, appearance appearance wise, it had a, a 
nice deep dark brown color. Looks clear when you shine a iPhone flashlight through it. Um, <laughs> what about an Android? You know, we didn't try the Android. Shit. And we consider ourselves <laughs> professionals. The the head is start out as a low tan uh, head of fine bubbles and faded fairly quickly. Uh, it should be a little more persistent for this style, but uh, you can't knock it too hard for that. Um, although the, the oatmeal in it would tend to help enhance that head, I think. Uh, but yeah, the the it's rich. It's fairly fairly bitter in the flavor. Uh, from the dark malts, and and that 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 dark malt is right up front, and it's uh, you know that roasty roasty character. So to me, it was just a little bit one dimensional in the in the malt presentation, but it's a very clean ale. But definitely balanced with the malt. Um, hop bitterness seems seems medium low in check. I mean, it's hard you differentiate between the the malt bitterness. I mean, you taste that roasty edge, and it's definitely there. And I'm tasting for hop bitterness, and that comes across in a slightly different way, even though. I guess bitterness is bitterness, but you know the overall bitterness seems seems to be in check. Um, it finishes to me. It finished fairly dry, um, and had this kind of bitter roast lingering in the aftertaste for quite a while. Um, body was medium, medium light, and um, has a kind of medium low carbonation and only a slight creaminess. I'd like a maybe a little bit more of that kind of creamy um, mouthfeel in there. It's not, it doesn't, sometimes with the oatmeal, you should get this kind of, uh, like slightly oily kind of impression, a little bit of slickness in there. Um, I wasn't getting a lot of that kind of thing. So I'm wondering how, how much oatmeal was put in it. We'll, we'll get to that, but it wasn't any warmth. It's, it's pretty light. Um, and it had a tiny hint of astringency probably from the dark malts, the roast malts. Um, I really like this stout. It's, it's. It's just it's missing a little bit of the smoothness and and uh, the balance is a little bit. <laughs> um, Brian, you're professional. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be uh, laughing at my hijinks. Yeah, <laughs> pointing the camera at your crotch. Hey, me, your, that never happened. Um, so you, you could enhance that that creamy coffee quality. Nor will it ever again. Kind of uh, maybe bumping up the oatmeal a bit in there and uh, getting it to finish a little bit sweeter. Um, and maybe bringing in some different malts into the mix, you know, maybe a little more uh, like a middle dark caramel malt, like a C80 or a little bit of uh, chocolate in there. Chocolate malt um, might help that. But overall, it's, you know, very cleanly well-brewed beer, and, and cheers to that. I gave it a 34, and I, it's a pretty tasty beer. What do you think, Lee? Yeah, it's good beer. Um, I would agree with a lot of what Brian said, although I've got a little bit of a different take on this beer. Um, I definitely got a, a, a fair amount of coffee in the aroma and the flavor, uh, a little bit of a light, toasty, nutty kind of oat aroma. Um, for esters, I was picking up a moderate amount of dark raisin. It's sort of a, like a dark raisin bread. I got that both in the nose and the aroma. Ooh, yeah. A little bit of fig, some fig esters. No DMS. The asshole is very clean ferment. Um, very low, roasty, ashy note. I mean, just sort of a secondary thing. I barely found that. Mostly the, the malt seemed to be focused on sort of coffee with some cocoa for the, for the darker malt flavors. Maybe a little bit of caramel in there, too. Pretty, pretty nicely to style. A little bit of a graininess from the, um, probably from the oatmeal, sort of a malt character to it. But, you know, it's, you might expect a little of that in this style. Uh, the oat can bring that along with it. Um, good clarity. Not brilliant, but very good. Dark brown with some red highlights. Had a fairly fine foam, um, now fine small bubbles. It faded slowly to a bead. Um, 
tan foam. It could, I, I would agree with Brian, definitely it could use a little bit better head retention. This, this style mm. should have pretty persistent head retention. It was, it didn't, it was, that definitely wasn't persistent. Uh, it was very pretty while it was there, though. It was a nice head. Flavor, coffee, some toastiness, some low cocoa hints, a little bit of that oaty nuttiness again. No hop flavor, no dazzle, no DMS, that whole fig raisin bread thing going again. Bitter enough just to support. And uh, finishes slightly sweet with a lingering cocoa, um, some figs, some nutty coffee flavors in the finish again. Um, a little drier as it gets into the finish. Touch of a husky flavor again, which is probably the grainy oats, um, which I thought was a little out of place. Uh, it wasn't a lot of it, but um, other than that, I thought it was very much to style a very nice beer. Medium body, maybe medium to medium light, medium carbonation. Um, had a little bit of a silkiness that you get from oats. I wouldn't say a slickness, really. Um, and I guess that's what you get. It's sort of when you use a lower amount of oats, you might get a little bit extra creamy and silkiness. So the really oily, slick character comes when you start really loading up on the oats. So my guess is this is not a big charge of oats in this beer, although I could be wrong. Um, very much the style, not hot or astringent. I thought it was very well balanced, very cleanly executed fermented oatmeal stout with good flavors. Um, I would say... It's definitely to the lighter, drier side of the style. Right. It's not a big, rich, sweet sort of thing. It's sort of a dry, light, sort of like just a, the more like a latte than a sweetened espresso sort of thing. Um, it's nice, interesting. though. It has That's good coffee flavors. Yeah, those esters are very nice. Uh, it's fairly drying. Of course, the lightness might let some of the graininess from the oats come through a little more than it might otherwise. Okay. So it, it sort of opens the door for that to come out, which is not the best character. But it, it's, not a, it's not a big deal for this beer. Um, a little bit of, and actually, I like that the roast flavors weren't the really dark, ashy ones. I've had a bunch of oatmeal stouts recently in a comp, but a lot of people are using a fairly dark uh, roast profile, and that tends, I think, to swamp out a lot of the oat character. It fights with it because it's really you know ashy and dark and bitter mm-hmm. and stringent in character yeah. to some degree, and that yeah. just fights that oaky silkiness. So the oaty silkiness, sorry. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's possible you may, maybe you need to be a little more careful in the spar to keep some of the husky grainy down, but I think really it's just all about the oats. So maybe beef up the final gravity just a touch if you want to hide that, that, that astringency, not astringency, that graininess. Um, otherwise, I thought it was pretty nice. I gave this a 39. I thought it was a very nice wow. beer. Thank you. I wonder, yeah. too, if bringing up the carbonation a little bit. Now, you know, Lee, you said it was medium, but I kind of mm-hmm. think it's lower than that. And if that would drive a little more flavor out, too, probably would. It usually drives aromas. It might drive the flavors a bit, too. Yeah, the flavors definitely. and that. Yeah. yeah. I do it's bottle conditioning and have a tendency to stay on the low side yeah. to avoid bottle bombs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Again, there's no recovery from that foam. <laughs> right. Have you had any bottle bombs before? Yes, I have. So you're gun shy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, I was going to ask if it was bottled from a keg or how you no, did it. Straight Sorry. bottle conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid what I would do with a keg sitting in my garage. <laughs> right. Yeah, you drink it. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, lower carbonation, yeah, that, can, that can work okay in a stout, though. I thought that was, that was probably fine. Maybe it was a little lower than medium, but. Oh, yeah, right. I mean, I guess sometimes amount. the acidity, if you have too much roast in there, it could really bite. And bend, you know, yeah, it's definitely not, it's not a sour acidic beer. It didn't have that, that touch mm-hmm. of acidity like the last beer had. So yeah. I don't know if you, you probably did some water treatment in here. but yeah, A little bit of gypsum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gypsum. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you run through your recipe, Chris? Um, it's about 70% two-row, 8% oat flakes, 6% chocolate malt, 6% victory malt, um, 4% um, caramel 80, and 4% roasted barley. 
Okay. I'm sorry, what was the oat percent in there again? Eight percent. Two pounds. There's a ten gallon batch. That's right. substantial enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Would it would it benefit from going higher on the oats? Um, it depends what you're after. I, I find the oat character here for me to be very nice. If you want to really get in the territory of being oily, slick, yeah, you might need, you might want to bump that up a bit, maybe ten, twelve percent or Guinness something. is ten percent. Guinness is um flake barley. Oh, yeah, 10-11% right. flake barley. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's I don't right. know if there's any hard and fast rule for famous breweries doing oatmeal stouts at this point. No, but uh, I'd like to use that one because uh, it makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't have said it. Damn, no, you I should've. shot the boss down on his own podcast. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> Chris is impressed. Who are you impressed with, him or me? All of you. Uh, there we go. Oh, that's boy. good. Uh, Thank you. What about hopping? Um, just four ounces of East Kent Golding. That's 60 minutes. That was oh, it. okay. Yeah, just yeah. one shot. Okay. Yeah, gypsum was an interesting addition. Usually that'll actually bring the mash pH down. It would almost make it more tart. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually if you want to bring the pH up, which is what most people around here need to do with with dark malts in the grain, is you'd you'd add some um, carbonate. So that Jamil Jamil guy uses 9.7% for flaked oats. There you go. Just saying. Just saying. What does he know? That guy doesn't know anything. Are you sure it's not 9.65? <laughs> it might be rounded up. I don't know. It might be. There you go. Uh, do you have any questions for the guys, Chris? No, you know, you really covered it really well. I'm, I'm right. really thankful. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. All right. That's All right. it. I don't know yeah. what to do now. <laughs> well, like question. The other beer that Chris brought. Oh, that's right. How you about that idea? Beers? We can do that. Let's do that. So you made a barrel aged. Yeah, so what we yeah. did was why we why took, don't you tell us about this? So we, what we did was we um, split the batch into. We made a ten gallon batch and split it into two five gallon carboys. And then the, the second batch, we took the same base beer and added it to, let's see, um, two ounces of medium toast French oak and 16 ounces of bourbon. Wow. Okay. And let that sit for a week. I'm sorry, how many gallons? Five gallons. Wow. Look at that head just dissipate. Look at that. It's just as you grab that glass. This one fades. Ooh, what fades. kind of bourbon? Even Four faster. roses. There you go. Yeah. Strong bourbon. There you go. That, that was actually yeah. the most fun was learning how to, you know, what bourbon would be best. Good bourbon. <laughs> yeah, my son and I spent a lot of time experimenting. Yeah. <laughs> Good. How much bourbon again? Um, 16 ounces. Into five gallons? <laughs> five gallons. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of bourbon. <laughs> But, but see, the, if, if you, yes, if you get the, a, a good bourbon, um, like no lower quality than Maker's Mark. I've used Maker's Mark once and it, it was it was a little much. Uh, you, I think you can go a little higher on the booze because it is a softer bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. It'd still be pretty boozy, but you don't want some course, nasty yeah. hot stuff. No. Oh, that, it, that is super smooth it tastes aroma. Like, yeah. It tastes like bourbon. Yeah. It tastes like bourbon beer. Which normally is a bad thing, but I really enjoy Four Roses, and uh, this is not a bad thing. This is damn sweet. It's like it's, it's seriously yeah. like uh, like you have two fingers of liquor, and then someone poured you two fingers of beer in it, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you know what? Actually, have, having having got ooh, about sixteen ounces of bourbon, the bourbon it's not that hot. It <laughs> right. comes out pretty nicely. Um, the thing that I think you might want to throttle back on if you do this again is the oak chips. Right, I, I definitely um, agree with that. The, mm-hmm. the wood character is really in your face in this beer. Right, Resident, yeah. yeah. So I mean, cut it by half or, or three quarters. Okay. Um, I mean, it's not unpleasant, but it's 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 taken over. It's it's almost too much. It is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you completely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. But uh, the bourbon. It tastes like a mixed drink. Pleasant. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I've seen people pour booze into beer before. It's a weird thing to me. But it is. Yeah. 
It's, yeah, well, you can mix bourbon and stout and make it call it, give it a name, call it a Concord. You know, it's the West Coast version of a Manhattan. I got a Concord. Yeah, maybe put a cherry in it or something. Yeah, know? sure, a homeless right. cherry. <laughs> yeah, with a with a rock of meth just shoved right in the middle of it. Chris, are you from Concord? Where are you from? I'm from Sonoma County. Sonoma County, up okay. in Windsor. Oh, okay. So yeah. you came. You're, you're you you drove quite a ways. Not too bad. Just about an hour. hour okay. Someday I'll be to walk into a bar and say, "Give me a Four Roses Concord, please." <laughs> Top shelf Concord. <laughs> Top shelf. <laughs> None of that cheap yeah. shit for me. If you asked now, you'd probably get four roses mixed with grape juice, you know? <laughs> yes. With, uh, so in the future, you, you expect to pick up an accent, from what I understand. <laughs> no, that's just the guy that well, I getting... imagine ordering that drink would, would sound like that. <laughs> You're like, you'd be like that. At some point, I hope to walk into a bar, and then you took on this weird act, like pseudo-French accent. <laughs> like, oh, no, Brian's going Brian's gonna, to you know, one-up us. You'd be like the pretentious like director guy. Right. Like, Excuse know. me. Do you From, have any uh, four the, roses? Conquer. You uh, don't? Uh, huh. Come on, Cecil. We're out of here. <laughs> I don't know who Cecil is. Uh, let's, take a, let's take a break. Uh, Chris, thanks, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you, uh, We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to kind of do a little recap. And then we're going to announce the winner of the Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. It's tough competition $40 gift certificate. It is, it, it is tough, tough competition. I don't even know who won. I have to talk to you, talk to you folks. Uh, anyway, uh, it's Dr. Home, everyone. Hang on. We're back after this. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contract, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymergy Magazine and E. Zymergy for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great-tasting beer, and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second-best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two- and three-roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer-lasting performance. 
Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and Enter to win. Ma'am, I'll need to take your top off for this examination. Oh, doctor. All right, everyone, welcome back. It's Dr. Homebrew. We're here for the, uh, the two-beer roundup, and then we're going to split and drink some beers. The 24-ounce rodeo? 24-ounce rodeo, dude. Yeah. Whatever that means. I don't know. Two beers? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Too much logic. Uh, I don't even know what logic means. Uh, what did we say about Russ's beer? How what can Russ improve his beer? Russ's beer? How could he improve? Uh, well... A little bit too sweet, a little bit less of everything. It was the kitchen sink Scottish. <laughs> That's right, yes. Yeah. Get yes. that kitchen sink out of your beer. Yeah, oh. Whoa, easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was that was the bulk of it, I think. Yeah, some okay. of those malts were adding a little too much of the impression of sweetness, and it might have finished at the same place as the other beer, but those that honey malt and you know some of the caramels that he added could have just been pushing it up too much. And, yeah, dial that back a little bit, and then that little roasty, roasted barley edge will come through the, on the back end and... and uh, you know, make it happy again. Yeah, that and maybe switch to a Scottish yeast. Although he got a pretty nice clean ferment out of the uh, the the old yeah. one he used, but yeah. it was a bit in the estuary side. Surprised how yeah how well that did. It, it's not bad. I mean, you pass it as a Scottish. Just didn't have that peaty. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. Didn't have that peaty. And then uh, what about Chris's oatmeal stout? Well, he just ran away with our score sheets, so we don't even remember what no, we said. Yeah, our memory's that short. I think it was Damn. pretty good, though. It was good. Um, oh, what yeah, was I it? Like dial it. back the roast a little bit. I remember it being good. Yeah. I remember there was a version with booze in it. Yeah. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I have no pants on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. And <laughs> you're in the back of his car. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> He's no, dropping but, you off going, good times. Good. Yes. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> um, no, mostly I think it could have been a little bit more body on it to help cover up a little bit of the graininess from the oats. Otherwise, I thought it was killer. I wouldn't change much that was pretty sweet i would have added a little bit more uh middle malt kind of a little more chocolatey notes in there would have been nice for me and a little more creaminess um would have given it that a little more kind of coffee and cream impression 
And I, I'm not saying, and I think Lee was probably poking light fun at me for saying it should be oily. It should have, <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't saying it should just be an oil bomb. I'm just saying it should have, you know, um, that mouthfeel like I like. There's that undescribable mouth mouthfeel and oatmeal style you get when you just like drink. It's like, oh, yeah. there's that oatmeal. Yeah, it's just like, you know, just the way it floats off your tongue a little bit. It's just a different impression than a dry stout. Yeah, this is definitely a lighter example of the style. I think it was balanced yeah. very well for that, for all that. You know, it was, it was, it was very nicely cocoa coffee forward sort of flavor profile. Not too bitter, which is which is what a lot of people do, and definitely not too ashy, dark roasty, which is the other thing a lot of people do. Yeah, he bounced out very nice. He, he, he did a good job. Chris knew what he was doing, and he, and yeah. he keep, keeps it going through the generations. That's the awesome yeah. thing. Yeah, tri-generational brewing setup here. <laughs> yeah. Son, someday I'm going to teach you how to brew. One day all this will be yours. What, the curtains? All the crap in your garage, Dad? What? <laughs> no, not the curtains. Uh, great. Beer. Well, uh, so that makes the winner of the Grog Tag, at least your beer will look good, Yeah. $40 gift certificate to grogtag.com. Buy a nose. Russ. Yes. Russ. And again, of course, you know, uh, you know, it's not that uh, this was the the world's worst beer in the entire universe. Russ, don't 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 get us that. Uh, oh. Don't get us wrong. It was a technical win. <laughs> yeah, it was a K- yeah. it was a TKO, dude. Don't worry about it. Penalty shots. Yeah. <laughs> shots. <laughs> Or penalty kicks? What do See, they call it? <laughs> what do they call it? Penalty shots? That's what they do after hours here. <laughs> yeah. Brian had that to booze, and he's just like, I'm ready for shots now, dude. I'm going to go to Vinny's. going to have shots. some shots. It'll be great. Stout with a little bourbon, and it's onto the whiskey bottle. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. What do you think? Yeah. I think yeah. it's about time. Let's get. Go. Where's can my we actually clothes? leave now? I think we can. Okay. Bye. Uh, let me make sure I got it right. Here we go. All right. Thanks, everybody, uh, for listening. Thanks, everyone, in the chat room for hanging out. That was cool. Thanks to my co-hosts, Brian and Lee. You guys did a stellar job, as always. Uh, for those of you listening live, we'll be back on in about half an hour. And uh, for, those, for those of you listening on the podcast, uh, you can just go back and listen to any old show you want, dude. It doesn't even matter. You don't have to wait for us. Uh, thank you to our show sponsor, Five Star. You can get everything you need to sanitize and clean your brewing equipment and make kick-ass beer at fivestarchemicals.com. Thanks to Grog Tag for the Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. $40 gift certificate. And um, I want to thank the people yeah. out here in the Hop Grenade for not staring at us too much. Like, who are these guys? Yeah, yeah it's the fishbowl effect. I think it's wearing off. Uh-huh. Yeah, it'll be fine. They're wrapped up in their own Concordian conversation. That sounds like a jazz album. That, that should be a Dave Brubeck jazz album right. if, yeah. if he ever has a, a re-release. Because he's from Concord, you know. He was, right. he was yeah. probably playing today. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's dead. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. His, 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 his kids are still around playing. His kids. Yeah. His kids is on my know. list. All right, everyone. Until next time, it's Dr. Homebrew. See ya.